What is up, guys? I am O, and I'm sitting here with JP, Yo. Cam, yeah. Wilson. What's going on? We are the Shepherds of Men, man. Um, this week, I want to talk about how fatherhood really does equal leadership. Um, we're going to talk about really what the difference is, uh, how much time guys in general spend on sharpening their skills with leadership more so really than we do fatherhood. We have nine months to prepare, man, but how much preparation do we really put into that or are we learning on the fly? And how effective is that? So I really want to bring, uh, you know, there may be a little accountability, I think, but I think, you know, new dads will be really good for us. I think all four of us can speak from experience, you know, we're, so we're looking to, to help out there as best we can. No, we're not perfect dads, uh, we, but we have learned from, from some of our failures and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, leading our families from the front side and rear and how effective those are, uh, just like they are in the workplace um, or how ineffective they are. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about different ways we can actually coach um, like we would at work uh, and how effective that really can be when speaking with your kids uh, from a self-discovery standpoint. So we are pumped to be back around the table. It feels like forever. It does. It's because we went like a couple weeks in a row and then we went two weeks without or something like that. Uh, you know what? Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, you. you um, I, be, I was at the beach. Yeah, you went back. Yeah, how was that? Beach time. It was fantastic. And I love you guys, but I was glad to be at the beach. Oh, dude. Yeah. What? It was awesome. St. George Island. Man. Dude, I'm telling you, it's the first time I've been there. It's, I will be back. Just rub it in. Rub Got it some in. good time with the family. Good it was away. literally like it was. It's called St. George Plantation, so they get a plug for free. Um, there was nobody on the beach. Like the beach part of it is only the people that are staying in the plantation. So the entire we're there for four days. It was two other families that we saw out there the whole time, and I was like, why is there nobody here? It's still July, and then we go into town and go to the restaurant that's on the beach and it's you know there's people everywhere on the beach i'm like oh that's right yeah there's nobody back there <laughs> so it was awesome there was a little pool at trails i ran um a few mornings while i was down there caught the sunrise on these trails that are paved all through the neighborhood and everything it was it was sweet man it was a perfect relaxed it was the total opposite of going to miami mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the total opposite of that you didn't end up on cnn that's true. Right? Not, not, yeah, not that you know of yet. yet. Yeah, I don't know. I doubt yeah. St. George Island is going to be on CNN. <laughs> We've kind of run our course There's no that leads. One. There's no leads there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're cool. uh, we're going to Orange Beach end of this month. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I already nice. told Candy, I was like, I really don't. You know, I was like, think of the, you know, what is the most stressful part of vacation for you? And she's like, eating out. Really? <laughs> oh, because well, you wait like, in the line yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. You don't see it. And I'm like, well, yeah, okay. I agree. I said, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we'll pack, you know, PB&J, so like that we'll just bring with us because it's going to be like $20 for a jar of PB, you know, and, and J or whatever at the, the Publix down there. So I told her, I was like, we'll bring some of the, the snacks and stuff like that. We can at least to get us started. I said, but as soon as we get down there, I'm hitting a fish market. Oh, yeah. I said, I'm going to cook every single night we're there. Yeah. Mm. And, and Danny, I'm, dude, Danny's a phenomenal cook too, and that's what we're going with. And um, I'm pumped. Yeah. Can you imagine you, oh, yeah. you get to stay at the house the whole time or be on the beach all day and not have to worry about going home, getting ready and all that kind of stuff. Dude, we'll just come in, we'll go slum it, and we're not going to worry about it. And plus, you know, we don't have to worry about going out and dealing with tourism, nothing like that. We stay on the beach. and it's where We're staying like right on the beach, stone's throw, walk out, do our thing, come back. That's what we, we, ate, we ate out twice the whole time. And then we, we, we bought groceries, did all that kind of stuff. And it was like, it was awesome because you got, we had our three boys and then our oldest boy brought a friend. So you got four kids, you got my mother-in-law, the two of us, the dog. It was just, I mean, it's an ordeal to go out for sure. And so well, two times eight of us. Out. Oh, yeah. You know, it's going to be eight. There yeah. be eight of us, and we got two kids. Three of them are young. And I'm like, uh-uh. Yeah. I'm good. We'll just cook at home, man. We can, we can have the same quality meals if we do it right. Yep. 
for sure. So oh, sure. Uh, we've been doing some kind of fish dishes here, and uh, of course they've been fish dish. pr- pretty pretty minimum to follow the diet and whatnot. But um, on vacation, I just gotta be careful, so I don't start start over again. Like a fish pizza. So yeah. So I told you guys last time uh, that was going to be starting 75 hard. I believe I announced that on the on the podcast or whatever. Um, it took me one day, and I could not beat pizza. So uh, I know I know Andy Frisella struggled with French fries. That was his big thing. I could not. Marco's Pizza, man. God dang it. Um, free plug, right? Free plug. Free negative plug. Yeah. Appreciate Your you guys. Your pizza's have- so good. I'm- yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. negative. Thanks for having delicious pizza, you jerks. So, um, yeah, but uh, but you know the 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 fish and the chicken. Learn how to kind of make that where it's it's bearable and still fits the the whole diet. So it's been good. Veggies have been all we've been. Uh, dude, I, I love squash, like cucumber oh, squash, yeah. like mm-hmm. that kind of mixture. We're doing all day. So, good stuff. Um, cauliflower crust type stuff like that. Cauliflower mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can eat a lot of those. Mm-hmm. We can we can slam it down. So. And I've learned how to make... Um, Add that with barbecue. Yeah, well, I mean, mm. can't really have a sugar in barbecue, so I'm trying to... No, you can do uh, sugar-free, sugar-raised, sugar-free uh, barbecue. Yeah, that's not barbecue. <laughs> I was going to say, you, well, what I did mean, you just say? So, sodium sauce. Good. Everybody in Memphis no, is rolling over I, in their grave yeah, right yeah. now. It's, like, it's, it's actually, it is good. <laughs> no, it is good. I've, I've tried your sugar-free ketchup, and that is borderline <laughs> communist. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but if you're looking to sugar-free your life, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So. so I really would like to do, like, keto for the first, uh, really, 10 days, mm-hmm. week, first week. Uh, seven to ten days, whatever it is it be. Um, and so I can use like really, you know, very very minimal to zero carbs, and then after that, I'd like the carb cycle. So after looking into things like carb cycling, seems to be pretty dope. And I'm 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 gonna um, I'm gonna put a fast into it. So my thing right now that I'm trying to do before I, I start 75 hard officially again is get my schedule right because I'm, I'm taking over some different parts of the of the state. So I'm I'm on the road a lot. So I want to make sure if I'm gonna do a fast element to it that I can fit it in the right part of the day. Mm-hmm. So I would, when I started 75 hard, I was, I was eating later at night. So I'd, my last meal of the night would be at 11. And then I wouldn't eat again until 1 PM. Mm. And it was just a shake post-workout shake. So I'd wake up, do my work, fast workout, two miles. My whole first week's all cardio. Two miles in the morning, two miles a night. And hell, the, the, la- the last one I did, I had Eric on my shoulders for the last mile. Mm. Died. Because like, I'm tired, Dad. I'm like, you should have come. Dang it. <laughs> now I can't send you back. I'm a mile from the house. <laughs> Candy's with me. And I'm, like, I'm tired too. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> Eric's carrying you. But, yeah, exactly. Eric, put mommy on your shoulders. Mm. But um, I, I tell you what, man, it's, you know, that I woke up, you know, I finished that day feeling like a king because you're like, hell yeah, I checked all the boxes. This is easy. And you wake up the next day, you're like, I don't really don't want to do two miles. You know, and then, then that bitch voice starts seeping in, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, dude, I'm just, you only did one day, you can start over. And then I made it through the first two meals of the day, no problem. Um, and then I got to, to around dinner time, and I was like, pizza. That's why they don't call it too hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. There's a local guy in town that's doing his own spin called 30 versus you, you versus 30. Mm. And he gave credit to Andy Priscilla. And it's, it's pretty... Uh, it's just 30 days. It says 75, but there's a lot more to do. And I'm like, good Lord. I don't know if I can keep up with all that. Yeah. And uh, there's like, I think, 11 things. But it was cool. I mean, it's a good blitz. Yeah. So um, but 75 hard zip, man. I, I want the T-shirt. That's you know what I really goal. like is the Shepherd's Challenge. Yep. Yes. No, that, that, that's I'm where great, I was going. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, that's a good segue. That's where I was going next. <laughs> so the August Shepherd's Challenge, just so you guys know, 
is a gallon of water a day. You got a 45-minute workout, and it has to be outside. Okay? Tornado, you got to work outside. It's one workout a day, 45 minutes, guys. Like, figure it out. Wait till the tornado, the tornado ain't going to last all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, God, hopefully. Hopefully not. Even if you're if a real badass, you'll just do it with the tornado in the background and take <laughs> yeah, a picture. Yeah. That's what I'm right, saying. Right. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm down. That'd be cool. Get a selfie stick. Raining, you know, <laughs> 45 minutes outside. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's one workout a day. Figure it out. 45 minutes. Get done. So, and, and if I'll be honest with you, it did rain on the very first fucking day. So I was like, oh, perfect. This is great. So, Running in the rain is awesome, though. I feel, it honestly feels yeah, good, yeah. though. You, it cools you off. Like it's not, It really isn't that bad. So 45 minutes outside, gallon of water. Um, it, honestly, I, I've started with eight water bottles a day. Um, it was easier for, easier for me to track because I would pack eight bottles in my cooler. Couldn't mess up the count. Um, JP re- recommends the gallon jug. I recommend the gallon jug, and I recommend putting um, progress marks on it. And, and it, you know, call yourself out in different ones, like, uh, you ain't done shit yet, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then towards the bottom, like, encourage yourself. Like, work towards the stuff. Like, dude, you're a freaking beast when you got that much left, and you'll you'll kill it. Like, at the top, it's don't be a bitch. Yeah, and then dude, at the dude, bottom, yeah. it's like, you're the man. You are the man. Just, uh, <laughs> dude, okay. The middle's probably do. like, you're peeing a lot. Yeah. 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 Right, right. yeah you are. Yeah. You are. Yeah. How's this bathroom just smell? Just think about yeah. how your water bill went up. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> All the flushes. So it's clear I'm not flushing. Yeah, I just pee in the tub now. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's clear <laughs> I'm not flushing. <laughs> don't have to worry about it. <laughs> if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. Right? Oh, That's the whole God. motto. Yeah, yeah. I don't If it's brown, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, no, I'm talking about poop. Oh, yeah. Good Lord. Dehydrated. Maverick doesn't care either way. He ain't flushing. You walk in there and you're like, what? Yeah. Little nuggets. Thanks for the present. Yeah. You know who's in there. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to go. Yeah. He's got to be somewhere. Yeah. It's he so does, funny. man. He's got to hop off the toilet. He's ready Dude. to go. It's so funny so. how limited their uh, intention span is. It's like they're just so focused on all these other things. and It's insane. Just going, going, going. He gets <clears> some of that from his dad, though. Yeah. <laughs> Finn does the same thing, man. So so back to the Shepherd Challenge. we got the 45-minute workout outside. doesn't matter what the weather is. You know, either do it in the weather. If, look, honestly, if you're a true shepherd, you're probably looking forward to doing it in the bad weather. Um, you got the, the gallon of water you've got, you got to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book. No Harry Potter, no Lord of the Rings, no Game of Thrones. Sorry. You have to do something that's entrepreneurship based. We have a book list that is badass on the Shepherds of Men website, shepherdsof.men. Check it out. Um, and then of course, what I'm missing guys is one more, one more thing. The thing that you want to do. What you want. There you go. So then there's a, there's a level of accountability. Everyone has their own goals. So add your own, add your own power play is what we're calling it, right? Your own action item, however you want to refer to it. You get to pick one thing that you got to do every single day that leads you to your goal. So if you want to add another workout, add another workout. JP, that was cool. You said you were starting a journal, which you're the second person that recently mentioned that to me. Something I did years ago and haven't done it in a long time, but you said that this evening. I was like, man, somebody might be trying to tell me something. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, it goes back to, you know, kind of goals. You know, one of the things that we do right now is, is you know, obviously we we speak and we take this very seriously, um, and, and there's a lot of times where I'm sitting in bed at night or I might be reading a book or something and go, mm, you know, like, cause I don't read books just to, just to say that I read 10 pages. And if you're right. just starting out, do it like that. There's nothing wrong with that. Just read 10 pages for the sake of reading 10 pages, but you'll get to the point where you start reading it to apply it to your life. Um, and then you start to make your own interpretations of what you're reading. And that's when you really start to grow yep. personally, because you start to create your own reality from what you read. 
Um, and, and a lot of times I write, write things down, especially things that are just kind of like perplexing. And some of it might be just questions that I want to ask you guys. I want a different perspective because I think of it in a different way than you guys do. Sometimes it's like we've talked about before. When you when it comes to networking, I mean, who, who knows? You might be sitting down waiting for something and you might be sitting next to the CEO of a major company that's been a really successful guy and go, holy shit. Hey, man, I, there's a couple questions that I was I was kind of, yeah. you know, that I had jotted down previously that I was thinking about, you know, and then you solidify that stuff in your mind. So for me, that was that was that, that just made sense for me. I want to go back to the book thing real quick because I want to add one. And I know y'all won't care if I add it, <clears throat> not necessarily add it to the website just yet. But um, I just finished Sean Whalen's book, How to Make Shit Happen. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm telling you, it, the book's like six bucks, number one. And it's I mean, it is gold. And it's, I got it and I opened it and it's like written like a kid's book. Like it's big, huge font and you know, a lot, a lot of words on each page. It's super, it's just like he is. It's super simple. It's direct. It's not any like crazy deep thought process, but it is very straightforward in your face. And he talks about this thing called core four in there. That is a really, really productive, um, foundation for your life. I mean, it, it is money. I would recommend everybody read that book. It's really good. You're welcome, Sean. Oh, yeah. He needed it. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. He's so, taking pictures of Donald Trump Jr. the other day. He needs me to plug him. Yeah. Right. The, um, I listened to a podcast that he, he was on. Actually, it's a, it's a, it was the podcast that, Wilson, you shared in our group. Yeah. And yeah. I listened to that while I was on the treadmill that day. The very, very first day, 175 heart. And, dude, that guy is something. It, it, dude. Yeah. He's you know. awesome. It was an eye opener. Yeah, I really yeah, learned really, a lot really about good. it. I just yeah. love how how real he is and doesn't really give a shit. He knows he's going to get flack. He's, he's going to get a shit ton of flack, and he doesn't flinch. He's funny we, as hell too. It. Did you see like his new gears coming out? Like they're you yeah. know the lines not sheep stuff. We got yeah. a couple of their shirts. Yeah, and and there's new like halter tops for girls. Well, the model is him on the beach in a halter top <laughs> yeah. with like an American flag speedo on. Yeah. Right? Like it's it's just hilarious. Like he just doesn't give a shit. No, you know? he doesn't, man. Yeah. And that, oh, that's how it should be though. Yeah, he should exactly. Yeah, right. His he's just got a very strong self image. Yeah. yeah. But oh, he's very he, well. Anyways, it's not all about Sean, but it's it's awesome. It's another guy you should listen to after you listen to all our stuff. Would you say that anybody could probably pick that book up and walk away better for it? Hundred percent, especially for six dollars. Lord have mercy. Yeah, yeah. Just bought it. Good lord. I'm gonna buy one for every one of on my team. I, yeah. I'm dude. I'm telling. I'm and, and they can. And honestly, most people could read that book in one or maybe two sittings. It's just not. Hmm. Yeah, fantastic. I've got a, I've got a meeting. I've got a meeting next Friday. And one of the key players on my team actually found another job. So we're we're, give, we're retiring his jersey, what we're calling it. So I got shirts made, the back name on the back, and we're going to hang it from the ceiling. Nice. So he was a key. I mean, we, we opened, we built a brand new team, right? So it. it's just something cool. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I pride myself in doing things that other teams don't do. Oh, you know, and, sure. uh, That's great. And investing back cool. and, and stuff like that. It's just, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be cool. And um, it was cool is, you know, we do that bad axe of the month. So I have that, that, that fucking awesome cruiser axe that they sign their names on each month for the top seller. So he won it in his last month. So he's coming back for our for our meeting uh, mid month, and he's gonna sign the axe and, t- and say everybody. Nice. So it's it's pretty dope, man. Nice. Um, it, that's a hell of a way to drop you know to, to drop oh, the yeah, mic on. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, that being said, I want to go ahead and get get started in this. I don't want to take forever. I want to be pretty pretty impactful, and um, I think there's a lot that um, at least what I'm planning on talking about today. I could squirrel. We could end up somewhere completely different, but I want to try to stay on as on track as we can. Um, you know, fatherhood equaling leadership. What's the difference? Well, I mean, anybody could be a father, right? Right. 
I mean, that's true. I think every, anybody can be a dad, anybody can but not be, a, be not be a father. Right, right. You're well, right. Or, or, or vice versa. However that goes. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. What I would consider a father, you're correct. It, it takes yeah. effort, but being a dad takes thirty seconds. You know. I'm, Right. <laughs> On your end, it takes nine evening. months for the mom. You know? that's, yeah, that's what I was say. That's a really long yeah. time. <laughs> 30 seconds. You should probably talk to somebody. <laughs> it's called efficiency, bro. <laughs> I think they got ointment for that. Oh, or man. So, uh, numbing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Or a gel. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I can't feel oh. a thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's like, me either. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> that went downhill oh, real fast. Oh, well, yeah. So yeah. back to being Speaking a good example and a father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure to share that. I'll have Candy share this episode with Dina. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, there's definitely a difference between the two. But I mean, yeah. there's also, you know, the, the, you can also be both. You know, right. you can be a father and a leader. I think that's probably the, the direction you should go, in my opinion. But uh, you could also be a father and a manager, which might not necessarily be a great thing. Um, some things need to be managed, like maybe finances to a degree or, or certain household things or whatever, but I don't think you need to manage the hell out of your kids. And I've yeah. been guilty of that in the past, trying to manage my family, and it's not uh, healthy for anybody. You know, yeah. leading's a lot better way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would agree. You know, I think I think a lot of the, the principles from leadership can be applied to fatherhood to, to, to strengthen your legacy. Yep. To be completely honest, you know, there's a lot of and we spend a lot of fucking time. If you're moving, your, if you're working your way up through the ranks in your company, you're spending a lot of. I mean, there's whole days the company of like we need to. We, you're in a leadership class all day, or if you're just getting there, some have a whole week of leadership training because they want you ready to be able to, to lead the next generation of whatever you do. So what's funny is we have nine months to prepare. Full accountability, full glass house here. I didn't prepare for shit. I was nervous. I was 20. I was turning 21 while Candy was pregnant. I didn't have a damn clue what was coming. And then it was like, you're having a little girl. I'm like, I'm dead. No, there's no way. Dude. <laughs> My first kid's a little girl. God, you know, and you think about, you know, we hear all the horror stories with, with just ladies in general. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to prison. Like it's over. Like, it's it. 18 years. I don't even know if it's going to be 18. It might be 13. Shit, I don't know. Whenever it's, you know, but, you know, you have all these thoughts going through your head. But I'm 21, you know, and I, I didn't – my dad was a great provider. But it wasn't like I didn't, I didn't you know, I, I, know, I didn't know to go to him for fatherly advice. You know, so, I, dude, like Wilson said the other day, this the what flying by the zipper of your whatever it was. Oh, my God. I'm messing it up on purpose. Yeah. But flying right. by, flying the by the squirrel of yeah. your yard. No. Or something about, something, about your, pants. something about your pants are flying. Flying like a lead balloon. Are you telling me there's a party in your pants? Flying Always. squirrel so or something. Pants yeah. party. Yeah. Yes. It was a pants party. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Oh, I'll, I forgot I'll to say, I almost forgot to say, uh, it's an honor to sit at the table with myself. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Allow myself to introduce oh, myself. I'm a big, I'm, I'm a big deal. I'm a big well, fan of myself. Hey, hey guys, be on the lookout for "I Love Me" t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, uh, Shepherds of Men yeah. coming That's out. Amazing. Right? It's all about yeah. me. I'm an honor. That's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna make one of those. I'm an honor. <laughs> uh, I'm I actually refer deal. to myself as Your Honor <laughs> when I'm talking to myself in the mirror about how good I look. That's amazing. No, I'm, dude. I when I was editing everything, I cracked up so hard. Um. 
self-love is a good thing that, I mean, that's it's a good true thing. that is true self-affirmation stuff like that, that you should be. you just don't have to tell everybody else you should absolutely <laughs> love yourself you should absolutely love yourself do not take that wrong chris is not buying it he's like i, I don't know no, if i agree just, yeah. just yeah, don't yeah. tell everybody else that yeah. you love yourself <laughs> he's, i don't see the problem What's I, don't, I do not i think that you should be uh, very confident about yourself you should and that's okay if you want to voice it every now and then. <laughs> but that's the difference between cocky or, or confident and cocky or oh, arrogant. Sure. Like if I go and tell you, you know what, I love me. I'm a bad motherfucker. I don't know if you know that or not. <laughs> yeah. But, but you I'm should. Bad, but like, you know now. Me. Now you know. <laughs> I might tell me. <laughs> but I don't feel the need to tell you. I'm going to show you. <laughs> so I think this solidifies that the next episode we're going to talk about swagger, but yeah. humility too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to put that in. No, I like in. to have fun. That's all it is. Yeah, man. No, we're, we're, yeah, we're busting. It's hilarious. Nuts, I know. Yeah, I know. we're just busting your balls. So but, back uh, to time spent. Well, so, so how much time? That's where I'm going with it, okay, right? So yeah. how much time? Uh, zero. Right. Now, Eric, that was seven years later almost. Yes, there was preparation there. You know, not, not nearly as much as is as, as work, which is funny. Um, when you start thinking about it, how much time do you spend at work learning how to do things? And how much time do you actually put into learning how to be a better dad? Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, honestly, how much time did you guys spend preparing? Well, I mean, I asked a lot of questions. So I was like you. I was freaking like out of my element here, you know, just very nervous, very fearful of not being the father that I need to be. And I think if you go into it and you have that type of initial uh, thought process, in a sense, you're on the right track because you're really caring about being a dad. You really you really value it into a point to where you're like, I'm going to be uh, purposeful in becoming a better dad or good dad i asked a lot of people and funny thing is well the crazy thing is there's not a lot of guys that i talked to that gave me good solid advice that most of them was like oh man you'll just figure it out you know and that's That's code for my wife does everything yeah Yeah. right (laughs) so i I wanted to take a point to where i I had to learn it literally learn as i went and unfortunately there was not a lot of prep because I didn't really know where to go to find the prep. You know, honestly, I asked some people. They gave me some advice, a little bit of stuff, but it was like, you know, shut up. Uh, <laughs> um, but once I had my son, and and, and they were right. The, most of the guys that actually said, yeah, you know, you're going to figure it out when it comes. Don't don't stress about it too much. It's, you know, there's only a few things that, that are wrong with the child. I mean, either they're hungry, they've got a dirty pot, a diaper, or, you know, something they got gas, you right. know. In the beginning, it is pretty low maintenance for guys. Oh, right? for the, sure. The ladies yeah, yeah. have a, a much larger role yeah, as far as it goes. Now, we step in and help as best we can, but it, in the beginning, it, it really is the moms that, that kind of take control there. And I think there is an element of, of a, a natural aspect to it yeah. where it's like, you know, some guys get it, you know, just like some moms just take it, like, I never wanted kids, you know, like, so I've heard all the time, I don't ever want kids in my life. And then, like, nine months later, like, they're best mom in the world, yeah. right? Yeah. And it, it just it just happened naturally for them. So, there, I think there is a there is an element of instinct that kind of takes on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, JP, I mean, Cam, how much how much time did you guys prepare? I mean, I didn't either, really. I'm now, okay, so when I got married, I had a, uh, it was a package deal, which I always talk about, like, I got a twofer. You know, I had my beautiful wife, and then I had a seven-year-old stepson, you know? So, I went from not being, I went from being single to being married with a kid in three months, you know, and it, it, not for any other reason, but we wanted to get married. Um, so th- it would, but that's different, obviously. I mean, he's already seven. I mean, there's a lot of developmental years. There's a lot of, I didn't no diaper changing at that point. It'd be weird if it did. Um, it, so it, but I got to learn a little bit about playing the father role some more, but then when it came to, you know, my two kids, especially my first kid, Owen, I, I don't know. Like I, I think now that maybe I should have spent some more time trying to, 
study up, I guess. But then there was also a part of me that was just like, you know, we're going to roll with it. Like stuff's going to happen. We're going to figure it out. I did um, have faith in the fact that I had some pretty good role models with my dad and my grandfathers, you know, and I, I figured, you know, maybe some of that shit stuck, you know, and like mm-hmm. I, I'll be able to pass it down or whatever. Um, and then with cash, you know, I think it was even, it, it was more like, okay, now I understand how that first year or two goes. Like I, I, I get what the kind of the general things are that you need to know. Yeah. Uh, and then cash ended up just being a, a loose cannon anyway. So it was like, nobody could prepare for him. Like I, I feel the same way about Eric. There's like, this yeah. is, I don't think there's enough. God himself anything. is still going, wow, I, I created that? Yeah. <laughs> Sprinkled a little too much wow. of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. If we can harness that, it's going to be good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but, but it's true. Like when you were talking about this topic, like I did, I, I honestly haven't really thought that much about that, but I think it really is important that people do because I've spent a lot of my life preparing for running restaurants, preparing for building logistics companies, preparing for um, building home improvement companies for for e-commerce companies for doing this, you know, uh, I've spent a lot of time uh, it, it, less than JP, so just I'll default to you. But there's been a lot of times in my life sporadically where I've you know into health and f- fitness and and want to do those kinds of things, but I've never really or just leadership like just personal growth and all those kinds of things, which I think the personal growth side of it certainly lends itself to being a better father. Mm-hmm. I 100% yeah, yeah, agree with absolutely. that. Um, and the social skills and things like that you can develop. Um, but I haven't just flat out been like, I want to study how to be a badass dad, you know? So I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what that looks like to be quite frank. I'll be honest. I don't, I really don't think I would say maybe 2% of people probably go, you know what? I'm going to learn how to be a badass dad. You know, like I think before the kids here, yeah, I'll say that exactly. Now after your, after your son or daughter comes or whatever, like obviously there's a, there's a thing like. I want to learn how to do, I want to learn how to help well, you her, fail right? at certain things and you realize, yeah. okay, I don't want to fuck that up again. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. wow. The kid fell off the couch. My bad. I won't <laughs> let that happen again. You know? Right. Good we'll Lord. do our best. Yeah. We'll do our best. <laughs> but uh, you know, JP, I know, you know, similar to me, you started pretty early too. You know, was there any, yeah. So I, I mean, full transparency, obviously, you know, the, the, my, my first child is with a woman that, that I'm, I'm not currently with. And it was at a young age too. So a lot of that had to do with, there was a lot of, uh, things that were convoluted with that and clouded in my mind about what was going on. Obviously, I wanted to be a good dad. You know, I I kind of grew up without my blood father in my life and stuff. So that was a that was I, I already knew um, as far as what I was concerned that that I would be a father figure. You know, in in, in my child's life. Now, you know, kind of fast forwarding to my other kids, I don't think I necessarily prepared for any of it. Uh, to be honest with you, I I more so solidified who I was and what I wanted. Um, because there's certain principles for me that were like, you know, honor, integrity, and respect. The the worst thing in the world is somebody that is completely disrespectful. That drives me nuts when people are disrespectful. Um, so for me, uh, one of the things was I I had to, I had to scale back the authoritarian kind of thing. You know, like I'm I'm looking at, looking at Nash going, you're not going to be disrespectful and cry in the middle of church. And Dana's like, he's two months old. (laughs) No, he's a grown man. I don't care. I don't care. We set the expectation young. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. exactly right. Now, in in all reality, it was, it was very, it was very macro for me. It was very high level for me. It was like, how will we define ourselves? Now we'll figure out the details on the way uh, because it's something that we're going to have to determine. Obviously it's something that's going to be important to the proper execution of, you know, developing this little embryo. Uh, that's that's heading this way but you know outside of that it was it was very very much so macro early on and I would I would 100% agree with you that a lot of people 
um, spend more time on things that are less important um, than, than being a father. That's true. Well, I will say I, I agree with that 100%. I'm glad you brought that up about the macro thing because mm-hmm. I do believe that it. I am far more concerned or focused on my kids' attitude, mm-hmm. um, the way they treat people, you know, uh, different things like that as opposed to little detail, minute crap. Like, right. I don't care. Like, some of that stuff is just not – and they're different personalities, so things are going to be a little different, you know. But as long as as long as we're kind to people, we love people, we have a great attitude, we respect people, like you talked about. Um, we we walk with our shoulders up and our head up. I mean, I I spend way more time focusing on that than, you know, what's the exact proper way to hold a fork, you know, right. or, or whatever, you know. And I may that's kind of a silly example, but but it's the truth. Um, mm-hmm. And one other side note though about what you said that is not really off topic, but maybe. But you you said I had an I, your father biological father wasn't really in your life when you were young, and and that for you created a mindset of I know what I'm not going to be right you know and it, it it turned you into being a great father right because of the adversity of that right and and I just want people to hear that because I think there's so many people especially in the culture that we live in now that are so quick to jump on that's why I suck at things. It's because my dad wasn't oh, here. That, that wasn't uh, understand too though. That was not a resentment thing. Like no. I, mad, mad at my dad because he wasn't around. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be a good dad because I hate my dad. That that's not yep. at all the case. It was a matter of I knew what I needed that I didn't have growing up that that I can supply for my children to where they don't have that gap in their lives. I just wanted to mention that because I think there's so many yeah. there's and not just in fatherhood, but like in so many things in the world right now. People use whatever crutch yeah. to justify, you know, slacking or being lazy or, or or whatever. And it's because of where I grew up or it's because my dad's not around or it's because of this or it's because of that. Yeah. And I get it. And to a degree, there's certainly things you got to deal with, but you need to deal with them and be what you can be because there's too many examples like i mean just you alone like look that's a great example of somebody that came from not an ideal situation all three of y'all really yeah you know well, i was going to say that on, on the caveat to that i mean the same thing is you could choose to to take that that and say okay this is what i'm not going to do i'm going to be involved or if you're going to make a promise like i had my my dad not to blast him or anything but he would promise me that he's going to do something and not fall through with it mm-hmm. and that, so i said to myself that it, if I'm going to say something, my word is my bond. Now he's more he's more like that. He wants to be. He has a he has all the um, uh, what is it called uh, the intention. Yeah. But then there's just he just let anything just get in the way sometimes. And and me I'm I like if it if I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm either going to be dead not making it or something that I could not control for real. Unless I got to cut the grass, I might just be late. Well, yeah, I but, might be late, but I'm there. <laughs> yeah, but it's so it, it and it goes back to there. There is no good excuse if you know better. No, uh, and, exactly. and that's and that's in my opinion, that's just the way that I look at things. And you can sit here and bitch and moan and cry mm-hmm. about your situation, your past, and stuff like that. But the fact of the matter is, you own your present mm-hmm. and you own your future and if you blame everything on your past, then you're missing it, bro. Like you are, you, you, there is no good excuse when you know better. And, and that's why I'm, I'm a big proponent. I talk to people cause like we're, I know we're talking about kids and, and I, I don't, I'm not, this is not a degrading comment. So please don't take this as degrading, but people that I, I mentor specifically, uh, like through my, my job and stuff like that. Like I tell them all the time, like, understand you hire for attitude, you train for skill. I don't give a fuck what you're capable of. It's your it's attitude that I care more about. Mm-hmm. I would rather have a driven individual that that has a really good work ethic and a great attitude, and I can teach you anything I need you to know. Ed Milet, um put out a post. I just read it earlier. 
and it was like almost exactly what you just said. Not that you stole it, but I'm just saying it was that thing. It was like there's four things that I need from someone that I mentor. And it was basically I got a good attitude, work ethic, I show up, whatever it was. He's yeah. like, the rest of the shit I can teach you. Yeah. Well, see, yeah. I, I talked about that at work all the time because I have my, my superiors come to me mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, what do you think about this guy? My first, my first question is always, how's their attitude? What do you mean? How's their attitude? Did they did they come across as an optimistic, like, go-getter kind of individual? You know, are, are you dinging them because they don't have a master's degree from MIT? Right. Because it's bullshit. Like, to be honest with you, I would take guys that have work ethic and I could teach them everything somebody knows at MIT. They maybe just didn't decide to go to MIT. Maybe some, there's some things in their past that didn't, that didn't have that, but they've got the attitude that they need to do it. So that's one of the things that I want to instill in my kids. And that's, it's one of the things that, that I talk to, um, you know, Maverick about and Braylon about specifically. Nash isn't old enough yet to have the attitude talk. But, like, it, it's, it's constantly. Who controls yep. our attitude? We do. I do. Mm-hmm. You yep. do. You're right. You do. So you own everything from this point on because you know better and there's no excuse. If you know better, there's no excuse. There's and this no is, good excuse. And this ain't podcast talk, guys. I've seen this yeah. dude do that for yeah. firsthand, and he'd get down on a knee – and tell his son, like, hey, this is what it is all about. And whenever he says those things, he actually does it. That's why I respect all of you, that you all are a men of your word. And we do the same thing at our house, man. It's like, look, hey, who, who are you? You, Wilson? Right whenever he yeah. starts to break down and, and, and try to pitch a fit or whatever, I'm like, uh-uh, is that what you are? Yeah, I've seen you do it. No. Yeah. And, and that's, not, that's not how we roll. And then you've got to put those uh, things in place. As a father, you got to steer your ship. you got to steer them in the right direction, and you're going to get to that later. But go ahead, Cam. No, no, that's great. I was just I found the post that Ed Milet, if you don't follow him, he's a great guy to follow. Um, but his he says, top five things I look for in someone I mentor. Number one, integrity. Two, courage. Three, toughness. Four, desire. And five, work ethic. And then the, under that, he says, I can teach the rest. That's that, and and that is one hundred percent on point. Yep. Yep. A lot of that boils down to attitude and work ethic. Yep. Well, it's your core character. Yep. You know, if you and I mean in leadership and father uh, fatherhood and all that kind of stuff, it's all about it's just a simple few basic core values that you hold on to and you teach it and you instill it. And, and even in leadership, I mean, you know, you know, you can't you, if you're in sales, you can't lie. If you're a liar, you're gonna it's gonna come back around. All everything that you do, karma is real. I, I believe it in one hundred percent. It's just stupid. It's I mean, it, you're going to end up. You're so gonna, stupid. It, I mean, you you may get that quick sale, but you're going to lose the money with time. And sales, yeah. time is money. Yes. So if you lie, now you have to go back and fix it, which takes more time. So all that work you just did in the beginning, or not didn't do, you lost. You lost the profit on it. So you're, you're dumb. Um, integrity is everything. Everything, and especially in that, because that mm-hmm. you know you need to treat it. If you're quick thing, if you're in sales. Treat your customers like clients, not quick sales, and you'll be better for it. Mm-hmm. And your business will be better for it. Yep. So I think I think there's a lot of corporations out there that could learn a hell of a lot from mom and pop businesses that have been around centuries mm-hmm. or even twenty plus years. You know, they, they are still around because they treated their customer. That's a different thing. <laughs> We're getting off track. So we we can get on that a different thing. But um, so time spent learning leadership. So we we've all admitted, and, and if you guys listen to what you said, there was a lot of personal growth stuff that you guys dug into, mm-hmm. principle-based personal growth that you were able to learn yourself and apply to your children, right? We touched a little bit on the open-ended questions. We'll touch on that here in a little bit. One thing I wanted to talk about are the three different types of leadership. And, you know, I think everyone's seen the meme of the guy behind the desk going like this and like the, the team is pulling the desk with chains and stuff. And then you have the guy that's like in the front and he's like calling them on. Uh, but there's one more type of leadership and that's from the side. 
So you have leadership from the rear, like I said, leadership from the front, and you have leadership from the side. Now, there's a video I'm going to look through my phone and gather here in a minute. But tell me what you guys think of, of is the most effective. Actually, my phone's dead. I didn't. Uh, it's awesome. So we'll, we'll, uh, I'll, I want to share this video on our social media, though, because it is freaking awesome. And I'll, I, I remember it because I showed Candy last did night. I send it to you guys in the group? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah if you you've did. got it, we can play it. All right. Let me see if it's I can. In the you link. keep talking. I'll, I, I've, been, I've been on the road all day. So, you know, you have three types yeah, of leadership. You. Yeah. <laughs> um, so cry me a river. Yeah, look, I get it. Uh, it's new. It's a new thing for me. I know. Um, so leading from the front, the side, or the rear. So I would, I would, um, I would argue that it's, it's, it's about balance. I don't, yes. I don't know if one is more important than the other because for for me, when you lead from the front, that's when you set the example of of what your ex expectations are or what you want emulated right mm -hmm. so when i want maverick uh to live a healthy lifestyle and work out and things of that nature i take him to the gym and let him ride his bike and i don't tell him he's got to work out i don't i don't force anything on him i let him watch me work out mm -hmm. and now the kid wants to work out right. that's a good example of i i lead from the front i don't tell him anything i just do my thing and let him see the results from it um, which which creates what I want him to emulate. Now that that's a tough one because you got to live it. You can't just talk it. You got to live it. Now from the back is the best way, in my opinion, to teach. When it's time to teach your kid how to do something, or it's time to teach your kid, um, you know, how to progress, or whatever whatever it is that you're working on, from the rear is the only way to do that. Mm -hmm. From the I, I would rather so here and here's a great example. Uh, Maverick came to me about, you know, because he, he wanted his training wheels off his bicycle. Awesome. I handed him a wrench. Take them off. I wasn't going to take them off. You take them off. That's cool. This is your bike. This is your decision. You take them off. And I sat back. Um, you know, it was an opportunity to teach. It was an opportunity to let him let him do it himself. It's just like it's just like anything, like even even on a computer. You know, you can go in there and somebody can tell you how to do something in some software or something like that. But until you do the clicks, it doesn't solidify, right? So the action has to be taken by the individual. You have to lead from the back, and then I think from the side is also just as important because. For, but you have to understand when to stand in the positions that you stand in because in the side for me is when you go into battle. It shows equality. You are no better. Your life is no important. My life is no more important than yours. Uh, we are we are equals, and we're going to go together in this arm in arm. And I think it it helps with um, like like engagement, right? When you want to truly engage with somebody, you come up and you sit next to them. You don't sit in front of them. You don't sit behind them. You sit next to them. Mm -hmm. So if we're going into battle, we're going in with our arms locked. If I need to engage with you on something, I'm going to sit next to you as an equal. Um, so I, I think those are the three different aspects, but I think if you have the ability to balance those and understand when one is necessary and the other isn't, that's when you really start to make magic happen. That's the most important thing. That's the key. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say is knowing when to be in which position, you know, and it's, it, I think about, uh, we've all seen that video about the, the Olympic runner who like pulls a hammy or whatever, like right out of the gates. And then his dad comes down. I get chill bumps thinking about it. His yeah. dad comes out of the stands and literally mm -hmm. runs next to his son, holding him up to finish the race. Like yeah. that is one of the coolest things ever. And that's when his dad knew I need to be beside him. Yep. Like yep. that's how I'm leading right now is beside him. But he knows like not, there's been times in that, I mean, that's an Olympic sprinter. That's a solid dude. There's probably been times in his life that his dad needed to be behind him pushing him a little bit yeah. or even protecting him from the rear yeah. you know or there's probably times young like what you're talking about getting out there and running and letting his kids see it so he could lead from the front 
But at that particular moment, when his thumb was broken to a degree, he needed to be right next to him, right? And so developing a awareness of what's needed in the moment is probably the most important thing, but they're all critical. Yep. Um, I, by the way, I did find that video um, in our group, and what I just realized, I didn't even notice this before, It's the title of it is Be a Shepherd. You're kidding. Uh, no, no joke. That's that dope. Cool? No joke. So, <clears throat> badass shepherd on When TikTok. do you want to play that? Or keep adding into. Uh, yeah, I wanted, I, I wanted to give everybody's opinion on that. So I, I think both of you guys are right that that there are certain times to play that position. I even baited you guys in the beginning to think that leading from the rear was was bad. I'm, you I'm, do that a lot. I I, yeah. re- I do. I love it. <laughs> I, gonna, I, I just want to see how you know. I love the combat there. So I love the I love the, the controversies. Well, Go ahead. Wilson. Just like JP was talking about, there's a time and place for everything. And mm-hmm. um, you know, just for my son uh, being a father for him. I want to foster independence. I don't want him to be a dependent on anything, but also I don't want him to be so independent that he doesn't like getting help. So there's a there's a found balance on that too because I don't want him to think that he has to do everything all by himself. Correct. Um, so you, you got to, in each and every single situation, just like, and I, and I got to get better at that too. I mean, I'm, I'm growing every single day being a dad. I mean, it's just, it's fun. I mean, it's really enjoyable and it stretches you uh, the most because it's uh, your son or your kids are going to tell you the truth to the world. So, I mean, if you're not living it like what you're saying, it's going to get out. And uh, that's the pretty cool thing is, that, you know, we, we lead from the front to show the right example of what it is to live a good life or be a good person or be a person of character and integrity and all those things. You have to show that. You can't just speak it. Uh, speaking from behind, telling them just to go do it. I think a lot of people have a different perspective on like a whip type of deal from behind. Yeah. And it's not really the case if you're really doing the right type of leadership. Leading from behind in, in this video you're going to see is that you're steering them at the same time. You're involved, you're engaged, you're actually paying attention, not just just going, bam, go get it, you know, and, and, and let them go. And it's okay, you could do that in some, in some cases, just like how, JP, you were talking about just like, just do it. Just go, go after it, you know, make it happen, see, see what happens, you know, and, and it's good to foster that. But at the same time, you want to make sure that, you know, you're, you're leading them and saying, oh, you're about to fail. You, you know, just like the bike ride we did the other day, we were riding and I was encouraging my son and I was riding beside him saying, hey, man, we got it. I was leading from the front, you know, just saying, hey, follow me. And then I was following him behind, which was grueling. Uh, he was super slow. But, you know, he's learning. And then we go down a, a downhill and he wipes out because there's a curve. There's like a little turn at the end, and I was like, "Ah!" I, was, I said to myself, "I was like, shit! I forgot to tell him how to turn." You know? <laughs> you know? Also just, important. He's that, just also going. Important. You know? The problem is Finn leans to the right, so yeah. he wears out that that right training wheel. Well, we took a right hand turn at the bottom and of the he hill. Just oh. wiped out. So I didn't Not tell a good him. Combination. Yeah, yeah, I didn't tell him to lean into it. He was leaning out of it. You know, and just I just saw it in his face, and he, he wiped it up. And dude, he he was a champ. He kept on going because we instilled that but if if not most people just baby him you know pottle you know coddle him and he's like no you don't have to go anymore but that goes into lessons for anything though and and, in fatherhood i think this is incredibly critical and i'm I'm glad that you brought this up because this is something as a father that you need to understand when to utilize these different positioning techniques that you have but even i mean you brought up the bicycle thing you know maverick was coming to me and maverick was like why is finn going so slow why does Finn still have training wheels? And I said, hey, listen, instead of complaining about the fact that Finn's going slower, he's got training wheels, why don't you go ride next to Finn and talk mm-hmm. about how much fun it is to go fast mm-hmm. and stuff like that and encourage him. 
right. you know, kind of thing. And he did. And he, he went over there and popped up next to him, was riding with him and stuff like that. So it, it's something that you have to instill. And, and it, it's never too early to start teaching your kids how to position. Yep. 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 Well, and, and that's, I mean, you, again, not just in a fatherhood role, but just I'll give you an example similar to this where uh, my buddy Phil, my neighbor that uh, I have started working out with recently, he stretches me, dude. I mean, this this guy, him and his twin brother were like these dynamic wrestlers, like Greco-Roman wrestlers, like, and they're just badasses. And so from a fitness level, he's he far surpasses me, but he's also been a good example and helped me get better. And he, he likes to run. I don't like to run, but I'm running more than I ever have. Um but we went for a longer run the other day, longer for me, four or five miles. But there was times where um, I needed to stop for a second. Like I needed to slow down or walk or whatever. And instead of him just leaving me, he, he walked too. And I told him, I was like, dude, I appreciate you not just taking off. He's like, man, honestly, that's not helping you or me. So, and, th- and then there was times where he was stretching me. Like towards the end, it was like, I'm not walking with you anymore. I'm going to pull you. And he would take off. And so he was leading from the front. Well, I got to do that same thing with another guy we work out with today who normally can outpace me quite frankly but I, I was feeling good today and i was all doped up on rhodiola it's totally legal it's really good um and and he wasn't but we got to do the same thing we, we i got to pace with him sometimes and then towards the end i was dragging him you know i was like come on and it was literally like i mean the the key at the end was this this is a secret if you want to know how to finish a good run you got to pull up your music spotify itunes whatever you do and get we ready and just play oh, We dude. Ready. Yeah. And, dude, you will finish strong, I promise you. <laughs> or you pull up a timer. Yeah, or a timer. Yeah, or a timer. I always pull up my timer, oh, dude. Yeah. So go ahead and, and play the video, and then I'll, I'll, I'll kind of wrap that section up. Okay. I want to say one other thing before I play the video. Yeah. With something we haven't talked about yet, and I was thinking about when, when JP was talking. We've talked about front positioning, side positioning, and rear positioning. Two places we have not talked about leading from is the bottom or the top. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't, and the reason I want to mention that, I don't believe that a true leader hovers over or is above you, right? That's not true leadership. That is maybe manipulation or um, dictatorship or whatever you want to call it. And that could be from man to man, corporate level. That could be father to son. It just ain't going to work. The other thing that I think is really important for everybody to understand is you don't lead from the bottom either. In other words, your kids do not run your house. Okay, that is not leadership. Making sure that they're happy every five seconds is not leadership. That is not raising a man. I'm, so I just wanted to. Can you say that again? For, people <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for the people in the back. You're not. <laughs> so play what, it from here. Yeah. yeah. In the front. Play it from here in the front. Okay, I'm going to play a video now. Yeah, I'm going to add to that. Go for it. The biggest thing is, is when you said this, and it just made a lot of sense when I heard it. You know how you hear those yeah. truths? And you were talking to your son. You were educating him because there was a situation. You're like, look, son, I'm not trying to be your friend. I'm yep. here to be your parent, yep. your father. And there is a difference because a lot of people out there and a lot of guys out there fall in, in prey to this. And same thing with the, the wives. They they think that they have to be their kid's friend. No, no. If you're going in that mindset and that attitude, you are missing it. If we can become friends, it's great. But that's not my primary focus. That's like later. You. Right. <laughs> I, I don't need you to like me. All right, we're going to try this. Don't be afraid to get out of the way. Horses teach a pretty great example of leadership within their herd dynamics. Male-dominant horses are called stallions. They lead the herds. And when they do so, they lead the herd from the back by pushing the herd along. Keep moving them. I want to show you how I use those same dynamics as a parent. Oftentimes, we're told leadership happens from here. Only problem is my head gets in the way of his vision. The head and ego can be a major obstruction. But when we really understand the power of leadership, we can change the position and lead from back here. From here, I can encourage my son forward. Go forward, man. And I'm not in his way. 
But at the same time, while he's moving forward, I can see out in front of him. And I can guide him if I need to. Leading in love from behind means I get to see out in front of him, protect him on the side, protect him on this side, and I get the guard back. While never obscuring his view and his vision and opportunities for life. No matter which way he turns, as long as I keep the same position, he gets the same benefits of love and leadership. Parents and leaders, don't be afraid to get out of the way. Yeah, so that's at B.A. Shepherd. if anybody wants to check that out. Mm. Yeah. It's outstanding. You know, and I like that, you know, we, we, we see time and time again, you know, you know, if you're like, I, I used to watch a lot of Discovery Channel. You know, wolves are phenomenal creatures. Mm-hmm. And learning that about horses is interesting, too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of animals where the leader leads from the back. And it's, an, it's from a protective stance because you can get the best view of your pack. So I think leading from the rear in that aspect is key. So riding bikes with your sons, it makes more sense for you to be in the back, mm-hmm. right? From a protective standpoint, they fall. You can see them fall. If you're in the front and they fall, you could be half a mile down the road and you can't see them, sure. you know? Or, you know, it, it, there, there's so many different things. So you want to see, you know, toward the back. When I'm, when I'm eating at a restaurant, I will sit. Farther 100%, back, so yeah. I can see what's going yeah. on. If shit mm-hmm. goes, if shit hits the fan, I'm yeah. flipping this bitch. We all hide behind it. I promise you that. <laughs> oh yeah. So, but it's, be it, like Jesus up in the temple up in here. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> right. But it, it's incredibly important. So that's when you lead from the rear. So when you're at work, leading from the rear is not always the best way to do it. Right. You don't want to go. Hey man, yeah, go get that done. Hey man, you know, you, you know, drive, 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 drive. It's not. That's not the way to to make an impact in in a leadership role in that in that sense. Leading from, I'll, I'll let you go here in a second, JP. So, leading from the side, like Mr. Shepard says, where he is, you know, it, it doesn't obscure his vision, right? When you're from the side, I'm with you, like you guys were talking about. We're going to battle together. When you're riding the bike next to your son, right? Showing them, you can still show them what needs to be done from the side as you do it together. Most people, like you guys were talking about, I can teach people as long as they have the right attitude. The best people learn when you do it with them. Not for them, mm-hmm. right? Now, leading from the front, it is important to set an example. And I think that can be done from the front. But we also went back toward, you know, we, we talked about um, from the bottom, you know, obviously from the bottom is different, but leaving, uh, hovering, right? So doing it for them all the time. It could be a, a form of leading from the front. So that's incredibly important that you do not always do things for your kids. It's important, yes, to lead from the front, set a proper example. But don't do shit for them all the time. Like, like Josh said, the perfect thing. His son when his training was off. How did he solve that? Here's a wrench. Yeah. Right? Now, Maverick could sit there all day trying to get that shit off his bike. Right? But that's okay. You know what that teaches him? For one, it's going to teach him how to get that thing off. Or it's going to teach him to ask for help when he's struggling. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of men out there that won't fucking do that. Okay, mm-hmm. that you know, I talked to one one of the people I ran across today, and it was a phenomenal conversation. You know, we talked about meeting people. Well, today I met a, a, a counselor, and I was in uh, I was in Cleveland, and I told her I said, you know, I said the very first time I swallowed my pride and went and got therapy, and we talked about how hard it is for guys to ask for help. You want to know why I think that is? Because our parents did shit for us for so long that we didn't need help. They didn't make us ask for help. Yep. Make your kids ask for help. That's okay. They will be stronger for it. We say it all the time. If, I, if my kids say, I can't, we don't use that word. If oh, they yeah. say it, we immediately correct them and say, we don't say that word. We say, I need help. Mm-hmm. There is a difference between I can't and I need help. I can't means come do it for me. Mm-hmm. I need help means I'm about to learn how to do it for myself. Yep. You know, We did it right before we left the house today. Cash was upstairs. For whatever reason, the last few days, he goes upstairs to the bonus room, and he gets to the top of the stairs, and he says, I need help getting down. Or he says, I can't get down. I'm like, number one, 
Yes, you can. Yeah. Number two, you need to ask for help. Number three, I ain't helping you. You know how to do it, right? And and we literally sat there and argued for a minute, and I was not walking up those stairs. And I think that's exactly what you said. A lot of parents, and not judgment, but where you're failing right. is you're like, we're in a hurry to get out the door, so it's just easier for me to run up the stairs and pick him up and bring him down. It's not easier for me. It's easier for me right now. It's not easier for me in 10 years when he's a pussy because I did everything for him. And that might be a little strong, but I'm telling you, some people think, oh, that's there's no correlation. Bullshit. There's a correlation. Stop doing everything for your kids. I get fired up about that stuff, man. That's All I heard was that might have been a little truthful. Yeah. Truth- yeah. 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 I've I've seen it firsthand. Oh, I mean, yeah. in, in the house that I lived in, the difference between cutting up a child's steak for them when they turn 14 years old. Right. And another one being told at 10 years old that they had to take care of the house. Uh, because, you know, the chores need to be done, things need to be done, figure it out, you know, vacuum floor, do whatever needs to be done. Uh, but a couple points on what you were talking about that I really liked. Uh, when, oh, you said something about, um, you know, you should really be behind your child when you're riding the bike. And then, you know, beside your child, probably those two positions more so than anything. Um, and and that, that really goes into truly understanding what, what the definition of the position is and what the effectiveness of the position is. Because if you sit behind your child, it's a protective posture. And you can watch your child work and, and get his balance and do his thing. Now, if your kid's got his balance, he can ride a bike and stuff like that. Then maybe it's time to switch to the front and show your kid what a real man does on a bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you switch to the front and every five seconds you're looking back, you've killed the position. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's powerful. You have killed yep. the position. So that's, that's where you've really got to understand that kind of stuff. Now, on the side is one of those times where, you know, if your kid's trying to figure things out and stuff like that and he needs some motivation, he may need a little bit of encouragement. I think that's that's huge. So another thing you said, oh, about working in the workplace, the reason that that that, that adage about a, an individual sitting behind with a crack in the whip that's the leader doesn't work in the workplace is because the people that you that work for you don't need you to protect them. There's no reason for you to be in that position. Nope. That position is for protection. That position is to sit back and watch and make sure that your herd is protected. You don't need to protect your herd in that kind of environment. You either need to lead from the front or you need to find out that dude's not making quota. Maybe he's got some problems. Maybe you need to sit next to him and say, hey, dude, what's up, dude? What's going on, man? You Mm -hmm. good? Yeah. And and that'll mean more than anything to him. Yep. You know, so I just, I wanted to touch on a couple of those points because I thought that was really cool, kind of how you how you made that analogy and you made that, that visual, you know, with that. And, and it, and it really makes sense. It's really all about when to use the position. And, and, and what I, what I wrote down uh, real quick was from the front is to do from the rear is to protect or teach. And then from the side is to support. That's yeah. exactly, exactly That's what it. I was about to say. It's, That's why I held you up. I try to, I try to think like you. I didn't want you to steal my I, shirt. I, no, I, you said it more eloquently, eloquently than me. Well, I know I was just going to say like it kind of the same thing, but different verbiage was just like from 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 the rear, they're learning from the front, they're growing from the side, they're hurting. Yep. You know, and that's why you know, no, that's, and, and that's you play those roles. That's, yeah, that's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, it's perfect. It, something you said about can't like so I, there's um you know, candy is, is you know, Eric's obviously expanding his vocabulary. Um, mm, so is Maverick. I have a I have a couple I have a colorful language. So, we you know, he and. and <laughs> I gotta and, tell the story when you get done. <laughs> so Eric will call me out if I use colorful language, and uh, which is cool. You know, it's it's funny. I'm like, I'm dad. Okay, chill. One day you'll be dad, and then you can do it. Yeah. Okay. And he'll sit there and he'll go, Hey, dad, is crap a bad word? And I'm like, and I'll look at Candy. And Candy's like, Yes. I'm like, No, no. 
Can't's a bad word. You can say crap. You just can't say can't, you know. But if he, he's because he's starting to understand, I can say this, but I can't say this. Right. And that, <laughs> he tests the boundaries some more. He'll be like, he'll be playing, singing, or building Legos, and he'll be like, this piece of shit. Like, What'd you say? He'll be like, nothing. Legos. Yeah, Legos. Yeah. I'm like, you motherfucker. Know, you're listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that's something I think it's important. You know, with our kids, yeah. many of our boys are four or five years old, mm-hmm. and um, except for your youngest, but um, the majority of our boys are around the same age, and they're you know, Eric's starting to test that boundary. Is this cool to say? Is this cool to say? You know, and I think it is important because he's he's getting to where he's he's starting to um, clean up after himself in the restroom, right? And he's having a hard time, mm-hmm. and um, he, he's he's real hard on himself, which I'm actually kind of excited about because I I vibe with people that are hard on themselves because they learn quicker in my in my experience. People that I've dealt with. If you're if you're not toxic, hard on yourself, but right. you, you use it to learn. Right. He's real. He gets real frustrated. I think he's got. It, I think he's an engineer. I'll be honest with you. Legos. Like he has to know how things works, yeah. but he can't figure out the whole wiping situation. Dad, I won't poop on my hand. I'm like, wash your hands, dude. He's like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got but, it. Yeah, but what about got the it. poop? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wash it. But it's in the sink. I'm like, it's okay. It'll wash. It'll wash that. You can do this. But he'll be like, all right, I'm done. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh. You you got it. I can't. Nope. Yeah, that's a bad word. Remember, he's like, Dad. It's not a bad word. I'm like, it is a bad word. You know, I need oh. help. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. no, <laughs> no. Yeah, it's challenging, Dad. You got me. <laughs> wow, nicely done. Son. Yeah. yeah, well done, well Atta done. Boy. You're Atta learning boy. fast. So on the way up here, this is uh, cracking up. On the way up here, uh, we got the kids in the back riding up. Uh, my my five year old goes. He goes. Is my nose bleeding? And I, I put the rearview mirror down on the back. I'm like, no, buddy, why? He's like, because I just pulled this big bloody booger out. And it's like this mat. I'm like, dude, how are you breathing? Like, it's massive. This is Owen. And Cash looks over there and he goes, damn. <laughs> he's, he's two. And me and Tanya both were like, what did he just say? <laughs> That's awesome. And he used it at the appropriate way. Like, I mean, it's, Oh, Max, man. That was that was we had the same thing. We pulled out of Kroger and I turned real fast to get out because if you've ever drove on Church Street, Murfreesboro, oh, Lord. good yes. lord, it's impossible to get out of there. But you could just take the light. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's no fun. So <laughs> I pulled out of Kroger and whipped it real quick and stuff. We all kind of like went to the side. Seven Mavericks, Mavericks uh, little car seat leans over and then tips back and he went, <laughs> "Well, shit." <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, that's he great. walked into Dana's into the office uh, today, and uh, I heard Dana go, "Maverick, get out of here!" And I walked in. I was like, "What was he doing?" She's like, "Your son has got a potty mouth." I said, "Why?" And she said, "She said because he walked in here and said, damn it.'" And I was like, "Did he use it in context?" She was like, <laughs> "Perfect context." And I was like, "It's a learning opportunity, but at least he's learning." That's true. <laughs> so, he's using it properly. That's right. That's a sight word for you. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so we covered the positions, which is extremely important. I'm glad we spent more time on that. You know, open-ended questions. You guys, it, you both touched on that, J.P. Wilson, where uh, J.P., you asked him, you know, who controls our attitude? I believe is what you said, right? Mm-hmm. And you asked, you know, what, what was your – it was about your last name. Yeah. Did, is mm-hmm. that who you are? Yeah, is that who you are, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it makes them – and they're young, but it starts to build that character. Mm-hmm. starts to build that principle, like, I'm not a baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, don't, I don't cry about stuff. Like – it, but it starts to seep in. And there are a lot, I think that when we look at our kids and, and there is an aspect of they're only two, but they're always learning. Always. Always. They're like, I mean, like 
dogs are like they're just a dog but dude there's dogs that can climb walls on a snap of a finger you know what i'm saying like yeah and i'm not it's not to compare humans to dogs but two Please year don't. olds they're not the same they're no, not the same they, i don't care how not. many of them you got they're not the same <laughs> my black shepherd's a little pretty sharp but <laughs> except when she gets the fucking garbage she needs to stop right. doing that and there you go <laughs> so eric does it too so i don't know <laughs> she learned it from somewhere she gets in the garbage because <laughs> eric keeps eating all her food <laughs> dog food. Hey, you're not wrong you know? oh, so no. dog geez. food and milk so so one of the things with that i love i love that that you you brought up the open-ended questions and stuff I, I i don't want my kids to just learn i want my kids to learn how to think yes, um, yes. it's, yes. it's one yes. of the things that drives me nuts about and if, if you're a memorizer um then don't take this personally um, I have never understood the concept of memorizing shit. Now, you'll memorize shit based off of repetition. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. But if you're going into it with the, the the expectation of memorizing things, I've never understood that. I've always I've always had the intention to understand. And I think maybe that's probably where the engineering side of things came because when it came to math and different things of that nature, I wanted to understand how shit worked rather than memorize how it worked. I had zero interest in memorizing how it worked. I wanted to I, I wanted to understand how it worked. So a lot of th- a lot of times like with Maverick and 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 Braylon, you know, I'll I'll ask them, you know, what do you think? Like it'll be a tough situation. They'll be like, you know, either I can't or I need help or something mm-hmm. like that. And I'll go, "Well, what do you think?" Well, I mean, I, I don't know. And then they'll give me an answer and I'll guide them through the thought process. Right that it takes to actually start to think about stuff. And then when they do figure it out, that light bulb they comes on. They learn it. Well, you talk oh, about dude. victory. You yeah. talk about victory, man. Like, I mean, and, and the training wheels were a great, great example of that. You know, he had to ask me for help because he didn't know how to do that. He's never used tools before. I mean, he has, but like kind of kitty tools and right. stuff like that. But he was using some real tools, breaking some, some lock nuts loose and stuff like that. And as he was going through it, he was asking me, he was like, well, what am I supposed to do? It won't break loose and stuff. I said, what do you think you should do? Kick it? Try it. <laughs> yeah. Does that work? Or yeah. your foot hurts? It's a good yeah. way to start. Yeah, yeah, try it. You know, and that was the thing. And walking through it. And once he got those off, man, I'd say you couldn't tell that kid nothing for five minutes. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell him anything. He was the man. Yeah. That's another dose of that, that medicine we were talking about That's last right. week. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I love to uh, teach my kids to think. That yeah. is the biggest thing. Because you want your kids to dominate, just teach them to think. Yep. Uh, oh, and they will dominate the freaking world in the next 20 years. Because so everybody has forgotten how to think. Yep. And everybody's forgotten how to have a conversation with people. Well, everything yeah. you see is taken, like many people, I'll say, everything they see, they it's automatic truth. Like there's right. very little people that will go seek it. Right. right? So it's like, oh, that's got to be true. It's on Facebook. Yeah. It's on the news. It Good must be real. Lord, yeah. I'm kind of so, guilty for that on some cases. I'm like, <laughs> some, that some, looks really hundred. good. Yeah. Well, I, I just, I'm telling you, I just, I, I just turn it off. I'm like, what good is this doing me right now? Yeah. You know, from an yeah. emotional and, and focus in the goals, yes, changing to be made. I, besides my voting, yeah. there's very little I can do. Like seeing something that pisses me off is just gonna mess. It's gonna distract me. Facebook has been such a distraction yeah. that I've just been like, I got an alert. Somebody do something. Now nah, it's a group message. Dope. I, yeah. And I close it. I'm not sitting there. There's zero good in scrolling through Facebook anymore. It, it's it's ruined. It, and every single election year, it's like, I'm getting off. Yeah. You know, it's pretty I know what I need to know about who I want to vote for. And that's that, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, what's you know, what's cool is one of the byproducts of what I've been doing with my boys intentionally by trying to teach them how to think is I've been finding myself asking myself the same question. Yeah. Oh, what do you, what do you think that. about that? Like, and, and I will literally ask myself that I'll read something and go, well, what do you think about that? And I'm like, 
As long as I don't start arguing myself, <laughs> we're, oh, yeah. we're in good it shape. Be good. Bullshit. Yeah, but I'll look at it and I'll go, "What do you think about that?" Oh, this is well. This yeah. is how, how does that make you feel? This is what right? I think about it. Yeah. How does it make yeah. you feel? How, yeah. you know, what do you think about this? Yeah. And what's your opinion on this stuff like that? I, I'm big on that. And you know, Mia's getting to an age now where she can she can critically think. You know, well, she's been that way for a minute, but she's a pretty sharp kid. But it's it, it is to that point now where I I, I do like that. Yeah. So and we've talked about this in the past where you know if you compliment your kid on something, be intentional, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Compliment. Don't just be like, hey, you look pretty today. Tell them why, right? Yeah. So I think that's important too is is solidifying that message. So use open ended questions, right? Help them self discover things or allow them to self discover things because that will sink much deeper than you going. You know what you did wrong? This, right? Yeah, right. You know what you could have done better? This. You know, it's okay to ask them, well, what do you think you could have done better with that? Or how, how do you think we could do this better next time? I love that one. Well, how do you think we do, you know, we'll sit, me and Eric will sit there and build for a minute. And I'll be like, well, how can we make this building better? And I mean, it's it's pretty ridiculous, but it makes him think. And he responds, you know, mm-hmm. and Mia was showing me some of her art, which is freaking outstanding. It blew me away. She's got like three sketchbooks. She's like, yeah, check this out. It's outstanding. Super talented. Nice. So... And I'm like, I love that dude. I'm like, dude, that robot's jacked. She's like, well, it's just a type of arms. You know, it's from an anime and all this. I'm like, dang, that's, that's freaking sweet, dude. You know, check this thing out. And uh, I like the teeth. There's like a million teeth in this one, but it was cool. You know what I'm saying? We started breaking it down and telling me how she did it and stuff. And I was like, what do you think? You, do? you know, you know, why this one's bad? You know, I said, well, how can you make that better? You know, how can you, can you redraw it now and do it better? And get her thinking about different techniques and stuff. She's learned from YouTube and stuff. But that's super important. Like, man, have, have in-depth discussions with your kids, you know? It doesn't matter if you, my my kid's four and we build Legos and it's the most gibberish, weird stuff we talk about. But it's the most fun discussions I think I have. I have these discussions at work with my employees on how to get better at their job. Why can't I come home and have a, the same exact discussion without the stress behind it right, yeah. on how to build a better freaking Lego house or how mm-hmm. to draw something better or how to do accomplish their, you know, what do you want to, you, you ask people at work. When when you're sitting down doing like a like a quarterly thing, right? It's like, a, what, are you, what are you trying to accomplish, man? What do you want to do here? How many people have that discussion with their kids? Yeah. What do you? you and it's not a what do you want to do when you grow up? Because that's a super vague question. You're fucking 18. You don't know what you want to do when you grow up. You probably just want to get laid this weekend. To be honest, let's be honest. When I was 18, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to college for something. But hopefully, I get laid and maybe get some beer. <laughs> you know, like. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't ask me. I, I want to be an aerospace engineer. Yeah, fucking right. That like, give me years of college I got to do for that, and how much money that costs. I'm good. The paycheck sounds great, but that's what I told my eighth grade teacher. You know, I didn't know what I was talking about. I want to work on airplanes. Fighter jets are dope. You know, I have no idea. I want to go home and play, watch Dragon Ball Z on Toonami. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but if you ask him, like, what are you trying to do? You know, me. I asked me. I said, dude, we got you have like three or four months off. What do you What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? You know, let's start something. You want to be. You want to let's start basic. You want to beat a video game together. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to start a book series? She's like, I want to learn. I want to learn how to play guitar. So let's look at lessons. So things are a little bit different because it's at a distance, right? So it's a little bit difficult. They can't be more hands on with them. So we're probably waiting a little bit on that. But she's ten now, so you can take voice lessons. Hmm. They they'd say to wait till ten to do voice. Lessons. Her voice is gorgeous. Kids gonna be singing for sure. Nice. And she got the whole art side of the family. Mom can draw. There's some singing on on, on one side of the family too. So she got it all all of it. So it's crazy. Um, I'm excited about that one. Of course, Eric is just a ball of, I don't know what he is. So he's just a, a he's a Tasmanian devil. red. So <laughs> yes. I'm pretty excited about that too. I think there's going to be a lot of confrontational stuff that he'll be able to get into that I'll be able to, uh, release with, um, Conor McGregor <laughs> did pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm pretty excited. So 
but it, it you know have those in-depth discussions with your kids you know make them like josh said make them think man use their brain because there's not many people that well i'd say they were the silent majority are probably the thinkers nowadays they don't let their emotions take over i think there's people that are raised to let their emotions run them and i think there are people that are raised to let their brains and thought and facts run the game one thing i would um disagree with i guess is maybe not the right word but it, i don't think they're raised to think emotionally i think that's a lack of raising mm, yeah. that's why we have a culture yeah. of right. emotional it's decisions it's probably yeah you're right well they let anything. their parents led that was the example they their led parents from the bottom yeah. Yeah. yeah oh for yeah. sure dude for yeah. sure yeah they didn't get their way so the parents immediately made it right mm-hmm. or make it right made it wrong i don't even call it but and it's you just you're not intentional you don't teach your kids how to think you don't teach them how to do anything so they they when they get older what do they do they make emotional decisions because yeah. they haven't learned how to discipline their mind i was not i mean i was growing up my mind was not disciplined. i was very rash mm-hmm. and it took me a long time to beat that out yeah. a long time to beat that out. well if you don't just, do that if you don't do that with your kids now understand that it's it's going to take time and effort um, and, and it, just like anything else that's good, it, it's going to require time and effort. Just like, yeah. just like O said, it, it takes time and stop coming home from work and going, man, I worked my ass off today. I deserve to sit on the couch and drink some beer because the fact of the matter is I've had, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with Maverick sitting on the recliner, um, and, and just, just talking like, I don't have to be consumed with Netflix or whatever it is that you watch. I can sit there with him and have a conversation about thought process and about how, how he thinks about stuff and asking him questions and open-ended questions and things of that nature. And you know what's crazy is your kids will start to like you more. Mm-hmm. Yep. They feel I'll, like you're I'll listening. Have, I'll have Mia come downstairs because she's she's very hermit. So she'll stay upstairs and, and do her thing all day. We won't see her for dinner. Boom, right back up. <laughs> and I'm like, so when I get home from work or she was actually awake this morning, so it was cool. I got to tell her have a good day, stuff like that. But one thing I love doing is like, I miss you today. You know, oh yeah, yeah, and give them that, especially for a girl. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that's because no, I know for my wife that's a big deal to what, say something like that. I would yeah. imagine for a daughter that would be huge. I'm trying to skip out on the daddy issue thing, so we're trying to make sure. Oh man, yeah, that's a, that'd be a good thing to skip. <laughs> yeah, thing. yeah. So just trying to trying to miss that. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it is. It's, it's it's making them feel, you know, I don't want to say making them feel important because that can be taken the wrong way, but it's making them feel. Um, one second, Wilson. It's making them feel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, catch you, we'll catch you on the next episode. Somebody yeah. needs to give it makes them feel important. It makes them feel important. It makes them feel important. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's the right kind, though, right? It's yeah. not like it's not a. They are important, right? They're your, I need they're your kids. I do family. need yeah. a ding, yeah. ding. Uh, like family I, Feud thing. Well, I'm, just, I'm just listening. <laughs> no, I'm just listening to all you guys. And I mean, if you boil down fatherhood and being the dad that you need to be, it boils down to being intentional. You got to be intentional if you're going to have any result in your life. If you're focused on something that you're chasing after work, you're intentional about it. Yeah. If you're focused at being a good dad, you're intentional about it. Period. So the magic word tonight is intentional. Yeah. Being intentional about what you're trying to accomplish, and hopefully you are paying attention to your kids. It's good to value them. They, I mean, when they talk to you, man, look at them and, and say, "Yeah, dude, that's cool," and not just be like, "Oh, yeah, that's awesome." And and it's. And be vague about it. It's tough to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. It yeah, is. Because we all have long days. You I know, we're not perfect. It. There's times where I'm like, yeah, that looks cool, buddy. And I mean, he's like, look at it with your eyes, dad. I'm like, fuck, Ooh, you're right. Man, that hurts. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. But you, you know, you're catching out. yourself. You're like, because I'll be on the, I'll be like, I, I got this email done. Do I really though? Right. Or can I look right. at my kid's Lego contraption he's made? You know? And I, I catch myself and it's like, I, I start busting my own balls. Like, dude, you got to slow down. 
Well, just talking about you being intentional and, and things of that sort. We and being a glass house, you know, we're not perfect. And here's a prime example. Last night I was putting my son to bed, and he likes to read books. Uh, we read a book every single night before he goes to bed, unless he falls asleep beforehand. And we were reading, and I I catch myself wanting to read the book and get it over with and get him to bed. And he was wanting to talk and t- and say certain things, and I'm like, dude, I'm re- I'm ready to read the book, and and I cut up, I I cut him off a couple of times, and then at the end, I started thinking in my head, I was like, dude, he's really trying to talk to you or say something, so it was kind of like, you know, just in in a just just to explain to everybody else, it's like it, I also have to be intentional in those moments where I don't want to, I want to rush it because I'm tired, I want to rush it so I can go to bed, and and he put, he go to sleep. Those moments are are crucial for those kids' development because you're taking the time to listen or apply or whatever they're they're engaging you with, and it's very important to do. But at the yeah. at the same time, your your kids should feel important, but they shouldn't be a singularity in your life. Mm-hmm. Understand your your kids should understand very 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 clearly that your wife comes first. Yep. Yes, amen. Please understand that that and and I'm sorry, but you can disagree with me all you want to. I can't stand. When I see people saying, oh, well, if your kids aren't your number one priority, then you got something messed up in your head. No, no, no. If your wife and God, if you believe in God in this country, aren't your number one priorities in life before your children, then your children don't have a shot. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's be honest. Your children don't have a shot. When your kids see that your wife is number one, that will turn your child into a good human being because they'll understand how to treat a female. If it's a well, it's the filter. It's not like, and I've, our pastor has done teaching on this before, where it's, it's that that hierarchy, not hierarchy. What I'm somebody will think of the word I'm trying to think of, but it, you filter it through those things: God, country, Priorities. family. Yeah. yeah. And so when so people think, well, you're putting this above this. Well, yes, but because I'm putting this above this, it, I'm I'm it, indirectly right doing what I need to do I'm here. I'm adding more value. I'm here. adding value to my kid yep. because of how much I value my wife. Right. Because of how much I value my country and yep. keeping it pure because of how much I value my creator in my case. Yep. You know, Um, have y'all ever seen the movie failure to launch? Yes. You know, whenever he's finally getting out of the house, the wife looks over at the person who's doing the, the deal to make him get out. She's, she looks over at him and is like, I don't know what to do with my husband because I've never been alone without him. It's always been about this guy Mm -hmm. or the guy he's, she's been talking about that. So if you put your kids over your wife or your, or your spouse, that's exactly what you're going to have at the end of it. When they turn 18, it's like, Hell, I don't know what to do. I don't even know who you are anymore. I mean, we've changed. This has been 18 years. Yep. Now, man, the worst thing in the world that you can do is go tell your wife to stop putting your kids in front of you. Don't do not do that. Like, just lead this. This is one of those examples where yeah, you go in the example. front. Yeah. Good point. And this is a front a positioning point. here. So don't go tell your wife, hey, you need to stop putting the kids in front of me. Uh, you just make sure that your wife understands that she's more important than yeah, those children yeah. and that those children are very clear mm-hmm. on that pecking order. Yeah. Um, now, that doesn't mean that your kids are not important. Your kids are insanely important. But right. your wife is just a little bit more insanely important. Yeah. Well, in look, you, the, when it comes down to it, your kids are just a season of life. Right. Yeah. Right. At, at some point, they're going to leave. And now it's just you and her. Yep. Right. And you got to figure shit out now. Yep. You know, so hopefully you you did cultivate a, a good relationship through your this season of your children. Yeah. Because if you don't, good luck, bro. Yeah. And <laughs> if you if you disagree, try it for the next 10 years and prove me wrong. Yeah. Well, right. I was just going to say, I said, it's okay if they disagree. Let's compare children when they both turn 18. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And see right. what you guys are going to be doing with my Ooh, kids. Yeah. I always heard uh, a mentor of mine always said, it's important for my kids to see me kiss my wife. And sure. I believe that big time because that's just it's showing love. They're seeing love, you know. And there's some other things behind that that are important for the to see the husband kissing the wife. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's important. Yep. So guys, I want to go ahead and wrap up because we are going a little long. Um, so just, a, you know, fatherhood equals leadership. There really isn't a difference, right? It's just different settings. That's really what it is. It's called leadership at work. It's called fatherhood at home, right? Fatherhood is, is leadership. It's leading your family. So be present, you know, lead, spend time, learn how to be a better dad, invest in yourself. We talk about personal development all the time. The best way for you to be a better, a better father is to learn your own lessons and where you stand. Who are you, right? What can you learn to make your children better? We've talked about family brands before. Like, who are you? Who are you, right? So remember the, remember the positions, right? And not sexual positions. Wilson. <laughs> Wilson. So, <laughs> damn, we so, only know two. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, that's leadership. <laughs> like right rabbits. Karma yeah. Sutra, man. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Focus. Yeah. Missionary only. So, no. So, so remember weird. front, side, rear, and remember the. the <laughs> Jesus Christ. We, we lost that's everybody. A, yeah, that's, that's a really not, bad way to follow <laughs> up. <laughs> so, we hope you enjoyed the first yeah. 90% of this episode. Yeah, exactly. There really was some good content in here. <laughs> Lord. And there still is, just depends on what you're trying to accomplish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're not a father yet, positioning does count. <laughs> <laughs> and here's how to be one. Oh, jeez. Oh. So front, side, rear. Remember the benefits and, and rewind and, and go over the benefits again if you need to. Uh, from the front, from the from the side, from the rear. Uh, remember to use open-ended questions. Self-discovery. Let your kids think for themselves. You know, have open-ended discussions with them. Okay, allow them to make mistakes. Allow them to fail. It will help them discover their weaknesses and allow them to attack them and get better on their own with you leading from the side in that instance, showing them how to win. And you can do it from the front too. But guys, thank you for joining us. I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys are enjoying the video that we have now up on YouTube. YouTube channel is live. So make sure to check that out. Go subscribe. Yes. So we're trying to get rid of that alphabet uh, link that we've got Mm -hmm. right now for our URL. You know, we need a hundred subscribers. We definitely need your help with that. If you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, please hop on YouTube um, and, and not don't only subscribe, but click that little bell. So when we have new episodes that come out, um, you guys are the first to know about it. So we appreciate you guys so freaking much for helping spread the word with the Shepherds of Men. Um, thank you for listening. This has been The Movement.